hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for hanging out with me or coming to join me today. My name is Joel McRae and just want to drop some ideas that have been on the brain. And I believe this week is going to be touching up on a little bit of uh, creativity. Creativity. Because there seems to be a huge divide between creativity and academics. Creativity and academics because sometimes it just seems to be a popular statement when people say, you know what, I am not that creative. And I want to challenge that thought. And there's also another thought that would seem to uh, put out there that not only are people not feeling that they aren't creative, but some people would tend to think that creativity is not a part of academics. That usually when you look at um, academic studies, it's about learning the rules, learning the regulations, learning the history, learning the policies, learning the science, uh, but very little uh, opportunity to step out of the box and be creative. So I, I want to challenge that a little bit. First of all, uh, the first point, uh, when people say I am not creative, I think one thing we have to think about is the very first uh, verse, Genesis 1, ver, uh, verse 1, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created. All right. That's the very first thing we learn about God. We don't learn about the Ten Commandments. Matter of fact, the Ten Commandments, it's not even written for several thousand years after that moment in time. Now, there's going to be a lot of debate on when is the beginning of humanity? Uh, are we looking at some type of uh, prehistoric activity? Are we looking at more of something that is post uh, prehistoric? We can debate those types of things all day, not even really talking about evolution or intelligent design, but just the timeline. Uh, when it said in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Is that 10,000 B.C.? Some folks would say that is uh, 6,500 B.C., but there's a, a lot of different things that people are going to use as far as evidence to say that there's a lot of things that happened prior to those dates. Uh, so that's not that's beyond the scope. Uh, but what I do say, let's just say for now that we're looking at 10,000 B.C. Well, we do know that uh, Moses did not write the first five books of the Bible till somewhere around 1500 uh, B.C. So you're looking at a huge gap from in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth and basically the time to get to Adam and Eve being created on earth and all the other things as far as vegetation, uh, animals, uh, constellations and beyond. All of those things are created. Uh, and then several thousand years later, in 1500 B.C., you get a document uh, from Moses that begins to describe these things. And you'll also see that somewhere in certain history books, they'll talk about you're not even starting to see any other type of handwriting or any type of communication through writing until maybe somewhere around uh, 2000 or somewhere 2500 uh, BC with the Sumerians. So all types of things that to be discussed there. But again, back to the point, 
in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then as you go deeper into the chapter, uh, chapter one, verse 26, you see that God made man like him. It said, and God said, let us make man in our image. So if the first thing we learn about God is that he created, then you turn around and see that he made man like him. That means in essence, there is a DNA of creativity that is in mankind. And you begin to see that creativity even in the descendants of Cain in Genesis 4, where there's a creative idea to forge for metals. There is a creative idea to um, urbanize cities, uh, domesticate animals, create uh, instruments and things of that nature. You're seeing that with Cain's descendants. And now you're seeing that Cain is the one who married, uh, actually murdered his brother Abel. And you're seeing just in the nature of Cain that his offspring are actually being creative with these systems that are uh, that are coming out. So one thing that I'd like to say again, if anyone would say they are not creative, I would say, please check out Genesis 1 1. God created the heavens and the earth and check out Genesis 1 26, where he said, let us make man in our image. Now, why am I talking about creativity? Because it seems like, especially academically, there's always this split where it's like, hey, here's the academic path. And then over there on the, uh, the, if you will, the stepchild of academics would be fine arts. And you have those things uh, set apart. And even with fine arts, it's not necessarily always set up to be creative as much as it is to be artistic and performing But as far as trying to dig into the imagination and produce something that has not been done before, there's not always a lot of outlets for composition and creativity. But what I really want to tap into is the fact that creativity is not limited to painting. Creativity is not limited to instruments. Creativity is not limited to other fine fine arts outlets. Creativity is literally just the ability to produce something that has not been done before. The ability to really tap into the imagination and ask what if and begin to test boundaries and push boundaries and try something Be comfortable with mistakes. Be comfortable getting beyond perfectionism to create some things that, again, have not been done before. But because there's this divide between academics, fine arts, because there's this divide between instrumentation and uh, basically text and science, there has become this thing of actually just reproducing and regurgitating what someone else created. Whether you're in fine arts and you're trying to play a piece by Bach or Mozart, you're still trying to find a way to play what they played with perfection or trying to understand experimentation by Einstein or Isaac Newton or trying to understand historical things that have happened in the Middle East or in Africa or in Europe or Asia or in uh, in the United States South or North America, there's not always that thing to step back and say, how can I take this information 
and uh, tap into my imagination and have informed exploration or at least try to have some type of exploration to see what else is on the other side of the mountain. A lot of times we'll see people tell artists, you know, hey, you know, especially uh, musicians, you need to really try to get uh, a degree in something that can produce income because fine arts is not a real degree. It's not a real job. And I uh, don't think there's anything else further from the truth because actually there is an ability to actually ask and imagine, you know, even in science, there's a hypothesis as an educated guess, you know, what is A, B, or C? And then as you ask the question, you have a variable group where you try to do different things, test different things, and then you have a, a constant group that stays the same. And as you're making adjust, adjustments, exploring thought, trying to answer questions, you come up with a documentation of results. And ultimately, those documented results can become a theory. But someone has to have an educated guess and have a question that they're trying to answer and something that they believe there, there, there could be something on the other side of the mountain. And I'm trying to bridge this gap between uh, science and creativity because basically God created the heavens and earth. And again, when you get back to Genesis chapter four, you will see instrumentation. You will see urbanization. You will see domestication or domesticating animals, and you will see basically foraging uh, for metals. All of these types of things are being done because someone's saying or asking, what if? So there's not just instruments being produced and learning how to play them. There's not just a hollowing of bones uh, to make flutes. There's not just a skinning of animals to create uh, hides for drums. There's also a question of what's inside of this mountain and how can we actually melt this down and create something uh, of bronze or something of iron? Or how can we take this particular uh, dirt and clay and, and try to figure out some pottery and things of that nature? How can I actually take these animals and figure out how to breed them and create livestock and create something that's sustainable in farming? How can I take these different seeds and plant them in the ground and create uh, basically uh, gardens and fields in order to reproduce food? Someone has to ask a question. So ultimately, when it's said and done, I believe that the same God that gives melodies will also give methods. The same God that gives songs will also give systems. We should trust him for creativity, thinking outside of the box, thinking beyond the boundaries. And we need to figure out how to take these things that have been created, imagine and turn them into effective ways to consistently deliver. Creativity is not limited to fine arts. Creativity is in everything in science. Creativity is in history. Creativity is in politics. Creativity is in business. Creativity is in the medical field. Creativity is in technology. Creativity is in arts and in entertainment. So may we realize that the first thing we learn about God is that he is creative and he turned around and made us in the same image. 
So we can no longer say we aren't creative. We have to learn how to tap into that creativity. But God is also intellectual and we have to figure out how to take that creativity and make it more systemic, reproducible and something that can be reusable and also retract, retrace and taught to someone else. Tap into that creativity because it's inside of you. Tap into that intellect because the DNA of God is also inside of you. We're not just here to make music. We're here to create systems, create methods that can change the world for his glory. So tap into that and continue to push the boundaries, continue to stretch limits and continue to realize that fine arts and creativity and academics are all one and the same. An opportunity to explore an opportunity to grow, and an opportunity to impact the world for God's glory. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you very much. If you'd like to catch up with me or leave me a message, you can reach uh, reach me at my website, joelmccray.com. You can also uh, reach me at joelbmccray at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear other episodes, check out Apple Podcasts, check out Spotify Podcasts. You can also check out Pandora for a podcast. And you can also see or or hear these podcasts on my website at joelmccray.com. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate your input. I appreciate your questions. May God richly bless each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. God bless. You.